This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Five of the ten witnesses we know of have testified so far today. Uh, the question here is for McBurney is very much is what is Willis's timeline? I just want to read you a couple direct quotes sent from our producer, Gary Grumbach, who is actually inside of that room right now. He just texted us that McBurney told the reporters in that room, quote, you didn't go get dinner. You should have gotten dinner after his urging to go get dinner, suggesting this could have been a long night. And then he said, quote, I guess you'll have to wait and see. And if you don't wait, then you don't see. Those were the quotes from the uh, judge inside of that room here. I can tell you, we have Uber Eats, Chick-fil-A here, we are waiting. But the bigger question for everybody on this block, particularly, is when this is going to get done. Because Beyonce, we should know, just two blocks from here, her concert just down the road at the stadium begins just over two hours from now, Nicole. It's a big night in Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, that's where it feels like the There's center of the universe most days, but especially today. Very fancy meeting you. Oh, here. I can't really nice believe this. <laughs> yeah, this is not the circumstances in which I expected to be talking to you. Nor me, Rachel. It's always good to talk to you. But honestly, um, I didn't think that it would be under these circumstances. Yet another set of indictments. Maybe another downgrade coming for the banking industry. Fitch is warning it may be forced to cut the credit rating of dozens of banks, including big ones like J.P. Morgan. CNBC.com's Hugh Son was first to report the story. Story. He joins us now, Hugh. So what's behind this potential move? Hey, Mike. So I think uh, just a little bit of context here. So, so Fitch, uh, back in June, lowered its assessment of the U.S. banking industry's uh, health uh, from AA to AA-. Uh, and there were no uh, rating changes on the bank, so it went largely unnoticed. Um, I think Fitch was actually kind of concerned uh, at the increasing risk that they'd have to cut it another notch. So taking, the, taking that industry rating from double, from AA- to A+, which is one level lower, now, the problem that that introduces, Mike, is that you have four institutions, some of our uh, top-rated credits, including J.P. Morgan and Bank of America, the two biggest banks in the country, that are rated currently AA-. And you can't have banks rated higher than the operating environment in which they, they operate. So that would necessitate at least the examination of cutting them from AA- to A+. And that would potentially set off a cascade of examinations of the entire universe of of banks covered by Fitch, there are more than 70, where you'd have to consider cutting some of these other banks uh, you know, that are rated le less than, than JP, Morgan, B JP Morgan and B of A to maintain the gap between the top banks and the lesser credits. Okay, welcome. Tuesday, 15 August, Year of Lord 2023. Remember, two years ago, we were here, it was the Afghan debacle, the, the uh, retreat and the loss of the young Marines 
in Afghanistan with that debacle, the pullout. Um, the world's on fire right now. Chinese economy, it looks like all the phony numbers they've been putting up for years. Our chickens are coming home to roost. The Chinese Communist Party just announced they're not going to, they're not going to uh, put out the youth unemployment right now uh, because they understand the youth unemployment's reaching 50% uh, as the... Uh, as the regime gets uh, roiled, um, there's so much going on. We got uh, new news out of Michigan. There's uh, continued um, agony in Maui uh, with nothing coming from the White House uh, and an information basically locked down. And all that, we wanted to show the frivolity of how they're handling this uh, end of the republic types of lawfare against a, uh, an individual who now leads in the presidential race. They will do anything to stop him. We're going to get into more of that. We got Mike Davis, Cleta Mitchell, Dershowitz. As I committed to you, we're going to get to the basics of that, let you know what's happening. President Trump has already put out on Truth Social. He's going to press conference on Monday, I think, at 11 o'clock to walk through a definitive report on all things Georgia. So we'll get into that with Cleta and uh, the rest of the folks in a little bit. But the economy, and particularly this bombshell that came out from Fitch. Oh, by the way, we're thinking of, we're not just downgraded the U.S. government because of its inability to get control of its finances, but we're going to um, we're going to downgrade all. And these are not just regional banks. We're going to downgrade money center banks, including wait for it, presidential aspirant Jamie Dimon's J.P. Morgan, the most important bank in the country. E.J. Antonio is going to join us in a moment, but I want to focus on Signal. One of that is this Patriot economy. That is building every day, and we're trying to highlight the individuals that are doing that. Michael Seifert joins us. Michael, you've been extraordinarily busy the last couple of weeks over at Public uh, SQ. Uh, tell us, uh, more than ever, we need every patriot that watches this show to, to embrace the foundational elements of the patriot economy. No longer, it's very simple, you no longer have to give money to people that hate you. And as we get into what happened in Georgia, and this is a travesty. Okay. Yesterday they put out uh, our. This is why they had in the. It was in the dark at night. They actually did the indictments and opened them up. They had to because they already put the indictments out twelve hours beforehand, even before the grand jury met and before the all final you know ten witnesses met. It's a travesty. It's a joke. You need to. You need to stop giving your money to people that hate you. And Michael Seifert's come up with a uh, with an answer to that, brother Seifert. Walk me through public SQ. How can that help build the patriot economy? Well, Steve, as you mentioned, our institutions are broken. They're corrupt and they're broken on purpose. These people have made it their goal to destroy everything we once held dear in the United States. And not only are institutions crumbling and failing here domestically, but as you mentioned, China is collapsing. They're already in demographic collapse. Our supply chain is far too reliant upon them. So we need to focus on building institutions here in the United States that are centered upon the core principles that have made our country so special in the first place. And that looks like supporting small businesses that love our country and the Constitution and the values that makes our nation strong that stand against a political corrupt society and for human prosperity and flourishing. So we've created a marketplace that does just that. 
We started Public Square, publicsq.com, to exist as the nation's largest marketplace of businesses that are pro-liberty and pro-constitution and stand up for conservative values. Now we're over 65,000 small businesses strong. Well over 1.4 million consumer members have joined. Uh, we have businesses from nearly every single industry category, and this is beginning to compound on itself every day the more that these consumers find these businesses and the more that the businesses find each other and literally create transactions that are fortified from corruption because they're built on trust because of their values alignment. So it's an exciting time in the parallel economy, and it gives me a lot of hope, even in the face of a lot of dark times in our nation. I want to I want to make sure we get both the entrepreneurs in the in the war room posse who are not entrepreneurs it's all free. I want to, how do people, if you have a business, how do you go to you and, 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 and put it up so we don't have 65,000, but we have 265,000? And then on the other side, people just want to see and, and, and get access to these patriot uh, loving countries or uh, companies. Where do they go? So walk through both the entrepreneurs and the individual. So you can head to publicsq.com. That's the best place to get started. If you're a business owner, we'd love for you to join. We'd love to continue to advance this new chamber of commerce because our existing chamber of commerce is a joke. So we're trying to create a new form for businesses to connect with these consumers and the other fellow businesses in the marketplace. So you can hit add your business. It's a quick process. It's all free to join. If you're a consumer, you can join by signing up on the platform at publicsq.com. You'll also find links to the App Store or Google Play. It's also free. We're never going to ask you for money. We make our money through advertising. We make our money through creating our own products. We make our money through e-commerce. We don't have to have some sort of premium version that you need to pay for, uh, and we don't have to sell your data to make money. So it's really a trust-based transaction through and through, and uh, it's very simple to sign up. So we hope that folks will join us in this patriotic parallel economy. Start with just a few purchases, and you'll be amazed at how simple it becomes to truly move your spending toward companies that don't hate you. And in the process, We'll be able to shift the power structures of society back toward we the people, which is needed now desperately more than ever. Amen, brother. One more time. How do people get there? Head to publicsq.com, and uh, we'd love it if you join the movement. We're growing every day. We're just getting started in less than 13 months since our nationwide launch. We've created this uh, uh, behemoth of freedom, and we love it. And so we'd love for you to join the, the movement with us. That's at publicsq.com. And Steve, thanks so much for having me on. Seifert all the time. Great job, brother. From an idea. He was in Silicon Valley from an idea to now something that's important. As we go throughout the morning, this is what we're going to talk about institutions. You talk about institutions that are broken. This lawfare is all 100% is to, uh, is to stop Trump in the Trump movement. 1,000%. Not even a question about that. But now the lawlessness in Georgia is pretty shocking because now they're rounding up – now they're rounding up uh, – what is it, 18 people with Trump or 17 people, and I think 18 with Trump, uh, and many of these just totally innocent, you know, um, type war and posse types, right? They're going to try to break them, try to bankrupt them, all of it. This is, they have no bounds. They have, they will do anything. Think about that for a second. They will do anything. They will break any law. They will destroy any institution. They will do anything to defeat Donald Trump. Now, why is that? Think about that for a second. Why is that? Um, because of you. They, they do not want the working class and middle class people in this country to have any say-so in the direction of this country. And let me tell you some things we're going to go on today. Uh, later today, we're going to have Ben Harnwell on, um, and uh, we're going to talk about the situation in Ukraine. Uh, Biden puts up a $20 billion 
new new bill, three hundred million dollars yesterday. They're just sending over without asking anybody. Another one of these DOD, uh, you know, pockets of cash they have, but they're asking for twenty billion. At the exact same time, we have reports out there in the Asia Times, written by very qualified people with great sourcing, that says, "Hey, a lot of the units in this counteroffensive have just stopped fighting." And now there's real grumbling in the Ukrainian military about Zelensky. And Zelensky just chopped the heads off the recruiting process because the guys were taking too many bribes. Why are they taking bribes? Nobody in Ukraine wants to go to the front anymore because of the slaughter that's, uh, that's happening. And in fact, the, the report in Asia Times is they're saying it could be up to 200,000, 200,000, I quote the Asia Times, 200,000 Ukrainian casualties now. Many of those because of this failed uh, spring offensive driven by all the geniuses you saw on on MSNBC from the Pentagon and the great think tanks and the Atlantic Council and all of it. Remember that all nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Russia's failing. Russia's failing. Russia is failing. This is going to be a massive offensive. We're going to take Crimea. We're going to take uh, the Donbass. We're going to do all of that. OK, where are they all now? Right. Where are they all now? At the same time, uh, the Chinese Communist Party is uh, is in a economic uh, meltdown right now and trying to hide every number. Every number they've ever put forward is an absolute lie. Uh, and I want to bring in E.J. Antoni for a second. E.J., uh, the quiet part out loud, I want people – Fitch a couple weeks ago downgraded the U.S. government, and it's because of – and they tried to push forward – the narrative on CNBC and others, it's because of the MAGA Republicans and the debt ceiling fight. No, it's because what got approved. If the if the proposal put forward by the MAGA Republicans, this base had been accepted, there wouldn't have been a downgrade. But he they, they kind of washed over. And because of all this uh, madness about Trump, they washed over the fact that the analysts I got about 60 seconds. The analysts are sitting there saying I may uh, I may downgrade uh, the banks, the big money center banks. EJ, how big a news is this? Oh, Steve, this is massive, and it helps answer the question uh, as to why these rating agencies were able to downgrade the banking sector, and then everyone was left scratching their heads saying, well, what about the individual banks? How is it all the components of these sectors can be perfectly fine, but the sectors themselves can be in such desperate straits where the Federal Reserve is literally creating hundreds of billions of dollars to bail out the sector? Uh, This is absolutely massive, and very few people seem to be paying attention to it. EJ, hang on for one second. We're taking a short commercial break. We're going to get into the signal, which is the financial meltdown of your nation and the world because of incompetence and radical ideas. At the same time, they're trying to crush the individual that could stand up for working class people and middle class in this nation, Donald J. Trump. It's all inextricably linked. And we're going to get into the fiasco. We're going to spend time on the fiasco in Georgia. We're going to break it down all for you with Dershowitz, Mike Davis, Cleta Mitchell. All next in the war room. We are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the United States dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, are expected to announce the launch of a new international supercurrency fully backed by gold or other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the United States and the dollar as the cornerstones of the global financial system. 
How can you protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? Diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is right now. Get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the word Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. This is a monumental shift happening among nations that control one-third of the world's GDP. And it kicks off on August 22nd. Arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-L-N, to the number 989898 and claim your free information kit from Birch Gold. Maybe another downgrade coming for the banking industry. Fitch is warning it may be forced to cut the credit rating of dozens of banks, including big ones like J.P. Morgan. CNBC.com's Hugh Son was first to report the story. He joins us now, Hugh. So what's behind this potential move? Hey, Mike. So I think uh, just a little bit of context here. So, so Fitch, uh, back in June, lowered its assessment of the U.S. banking industry's uh, health uh, from AA to AA-. Uh, and there were no uh, rating changes on the bank, so it went largely unnoticed. Um, I think Fitch was actually kind of concerned uh, at the increasing risk that they'd have to cut it another notch. So taking, the, taking that industry rating from double, from AA- to A+, which is one level lower, now, the problem that that introduces, Mike, is that you have four institutions, some of our uh, top-rated credits, including J.P. Morgan and Bank of America, the two biggest banks in the country, that are rated currently AA-. And you can't have banks rated higher than the operating environment in which they, they operate. So that would necessitate at least the examination of cutting them from AA- to A+. And that would potentially set off a cascade of examinations of the entire universe of of banks covered by Fitch. There are more than 70, where you'd have to consider cutting some okay. of these other banks, uh, okay. you know, that are rated less. Le- okay. Uh, this is about to impact your life, okay? The, um, what happened in uh, Georgia is essentially not worthy of your time, except for the fact that it's lawfare, and we're going to get into all that and how it's going to be thwarted. Um, but I don't want to spend too much time on the details because it's, it's absurd. First off, she's a total buffoon. She's saying last night, remember, it's in the dark of night. They had to get it in last night. There, She took the stage at 1130 at night, for those of you that might have been asleep, because they put out the indictment beforehand. They were covering themselves. They got the judge in it. They never, do you think that state court stays open past 5 o'clock? Uh, you, you would be incorrect. They had to do it last night. 18, she says you're going to try them all at one time. They have a gang trial down there. I think they're six or nine months into jury selection. They don't have a jury. They got a couple of jurors. If she tried them all 18 <laughs> together, it would take ye- – first off, it wouldn't be ready for years. It would take a year to do the jury selection. It would take years to do the trial. It's a five-year deal, six-year. We'll get into the details of it in a moment, but I don't want to waste your time. I want to talk about something that's important. And the economy, there, there are deep – structural problems with the economy and the Federal Reserve has been trying to cover it up. EJ and Tony, walk me through what the Fed's been doing. You said you'd have a better, we'd have a better uh, luck with having a monopoly, uh, the guy, uh, the monopoly guy running the Fed than the Fed. How's that tied to what Fitch is, what Fitch is warning about these banks, the, the Biden banking crisis? 
Is he on uh, mute? Yeah, you got to unmute yourself. We got to okay. Here's let's do this. Sorry, Steve, let's have the guest okay? unmute it. Yeah, hang over a second. Uh, let's start at the top. How does this tie into? How does this tie into? Uh, into how does the Fed tie back into this banking crisis? Certainly. Well, Steve, when when monopoly was first introduced way back in the 1930s, the amount of monopoly money that was printed was actually about equal to the amount of money that was in circulation at the time. Monopoly money was was the same amount as real dollars. And over time, monopoly money, even though it's been the third best-selling board game of all time, has still printed far less money than the Federal Reserve has. And in recent history, what that has done is drive interest rates essentially down to zero for a very long period of time and create systemic interest rate risk within the banking system. In other words, banks have a bunch of securities that they hold as assets on their books, but those securities aren't worth anything if interest rates go up. Well, that's exactly what has happened the last several years under Joe Biden because of his runaway spending. And so as a result of that, you now have this incredible risk in the banking system. And the Federal Reserve has responded not by allowing uh, investors to sort out good assets from bad assets, but instead to just bail out all the bad assets, which necessitated creating literally hundreds of billions of dollars since about the middle of March. And now you still have this problem of a lot of the banking sector on very, very shaking ground. And some of these banks, especially the regional ones, just flat out insolvent. So the Fed hasn't actually solved anything. They have just once again engaged in their age old practice of kicking the can down the road. I want to go back to when you say regional banks insolvent, is this, is this because of the commercial real estate problem of the portfolio they have? Because you're going to set off a lot of alarms to that audience saying the regional banks are insolvent. What, what's, what's caused that? Steve, you bring up a great point with, with commercial real estate and the fact that commercial real estate is almost entirely done by regional banks because they just know their, their locations and their industries much better than the big uh, national banks do, the, and especially the global banks as well, banks like J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, City. And so as a result of not only mismanagement in terms of uh, things like commercial real estate, but also, again, going back to this systemic interest rate problem, banks had this problem of literally years being able to buy nothing other than low interest rate securities, because that's what uh, Congress, the Treasury, the Fed were flooding the market with. And so now, you, again, you have this problem of banks literally being insolvent. Now, immediately people want to know, do I need to run and get my money out? Well, if you have less than $250,000 in deposits, which is 99% of Americans, then there's nothing to worry about because the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation has you covered anyway. In fact, even if you have more than that, uh, as we saw with Silicon Valley Bank. More than that, we just uh, – come on. There's a blanket insurance. There's there's an implicit insurance guarantee on all of it. Exactly. Silicon Valley Bank. But that means it's going to be – that's going to – it's either through depositors, through higher fees – or just bailouts with taxpayers. What do you think is going to happen? Is there going to have to be a massive restructuring of the banking industry? I I think so. I I think we're looking at a lot of consolidation going forward. In fact, Janet Yellen herself even hinted at that uh, in an interview not that long ago, where she said some additional consolidation would help make the banking system healthier. How creating more uh, systemic 
uh, uh, problems in the banking system is going to make it healthier? I have no idea. But then again, this is Janet Yellen, and few people have done more to help destroy the middle class in this country than she has, both in her time as uh, chair of the Federal Reserve and also as uh, secretary of the Treasury. South China Morning Post and the uh, Financial Times are reporting that the shadow bank giant, the, the black rock of shadow banking in China, is starting to miss interest payments. And I think it's 290 to $300 billion of assets. People are absolutely in panic mode. Um, walk me through how China is inextricably linked to this problem we've got in, the, uh, in, in our banking industry and at the Fed. Certainly. You know, uh, one of the first things we have to realize is that a lot of banks are invested in each other. And so that's one of the reasons why when one bank begins to fail, it causes other banks to fail as well. You get that domino effect. One bank will loan money to another. One bank will borrow securities from another, et cetera. But in terms of, of global trade, we have a lot of businesses that are reliant on the import-export market. And as the, re the global economy has been slowing down, that has really hurt uh, China's export market. And we have to understand that China's entire economy is more or less been a Ponzi scheme for the last couple of decades. And I don't just mean that in terms of how their federal, uh, excuse me, how, how their central bank has essentially been printing money like ours has. But on top of that, they are constantly uh, creating new debt to finance things like their road and bridge projects, which, which are just absolutely massive. We're talking trillions of dollars. It dwarfs any kind of construction projects that go on here in the United States. But those are all paid for with the expectation of future earnings from export markets. So as soon as yeah. those export markets uh, don't materialize, all of those assets turn out to not be worth anything at all. And so that's how you have these these uh, giant financial firms in China now missing interest payments because the revenue that they promised would be there all of a sudden isn't. Okay, EJ, can you hang over a second? Uh, we're going to take a break. Professor Dershowitz is going to join us, but I want to finish up with you after the break. Uh, we've got uh, – also, Mike Davis and Cleta Mitchell, we're going to break down the fiasco in Georgia to make sure our audience is up to speed on what's important and we'll throw away what's not uh, because we do have to focus on lawfare. A lot going on in Michigan. I'm trying to get the uh, Hoff brothers up. Um, a lot going on in Maui. We are packed today, uh, not just the two hours this morning, but the two hours this afternoon, and we're heading towards Missouri. want to uh, give a shout-out to the great state of Michigan, everything that's happening there in the investigation. Uh, and we're going to play in a tribute, Lefty Frizzell, the great Lefty Frizzell, uh, one of country music's kind of not that well-known legends. Saginaw, Michigan. The daughter of a wealthy, wealthy man. But he called me oh, that son of a Saginaw fisherman.
Why are so many people buying emergency food right now? As tensions continue to escalate, our fragile food supply chain will break again. One shocking headline spreads panic like wildfire, and grocery stores are empty within hours. That means you really need a proper supply of emergency food on hand before, not after, before disaster strikes. You'll breathe easier knowing you can feed your family in any crisis. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com for your one-week emergency food supply. That's MyPatriot.com for your one-week emergency food supply. MyPatriotSupply is the nation's largest preparedness company with millions of happy, worry-free customers. It comes in a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious food. There's no skimping with these meals, offering over 2,000 calories per day. Don't skip the special $30 savings available this week only on the one-week emergency food supply. This week only, 30 bucks off. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Action, action, action. Use your agency. Take advantage of this special. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, welcome back. Um... EJ, uh, the situation in China, the inextricably linked nature with the American economy, here's, it's going to drive Xi even more to look for a military solution to this. This is why you see this grid. This is why you see the head of the strategic rockets forces fired. You're seeing this. Uh, he's chopping off heads in the military right now. Um, they're on the path. They're on a path to a kinetic war. Uh, in the South China Sea, Straits of Taiwan, and over Taiwan. And a big part of this is to get people's attention in his own country, Lao Beijing, off of the financial uh, disaster that the Chinese Communist Party has created. Uh, EJ, here's a problem I've got. Uh, American officials are not being straight with the American people. Uh, And and let me go, I want to lay this on Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy came out, there was a leak, you know, a leak yesterday from where he's in Jackson Hole with the Fat Cats. And what did he say? Oh, he thinks he's going to have to come back and have a CR. uh, A CR passed September 30th, passed the end of the fiscal year. A continued resolution, but it'll be a short one. It'll be so they get everything done before Christmas. Uh, and then they'll move on. We have predicted this and told you about this time and again. This is a scam. And McCarthy's hands are just as dirty on this as Biden. The spending is into oblivion and then lying to the American people. This is a combination of malfeasance and incompetence. And I'm telling you, on a day when that buffoon down in uh, Georgia last night in the dead of night puts this out, uh, this is what's important. You're in a financial meltdown in this country, and it's going to destroy. We're going to have... Not simply a lost decade. Write this down. You're going to have a lost generation or two. If you're under 40 years old and you continue to vote for this, 
then you deserve everything you've got coming. Let me repeat that. If you're under 40 years old, you continue to vote for this uniparty, you continue to vote for these irresponsible, reckless Democrats and rhino Republicans, you deserve everything you've got coming. Okay? You've been warned. You've been, the, the education system in this country is terrible, but at least you understand simple arithmetic, I hope. Okay? We need a major, major financial and economic restructuring in this country, and we need it ASAP. And it's one of the reasons they want to put Donald John, uh, John Trump in de- jail for a thousand years. Okay? Let me be blunt. EJ, how do people get to your writings? We're having you back on. Is this thing is starting to metastasize as we said it would. Certainly. Well, Steve, the best place to find me is going to be on Twitter or, or X or whatever we're calling it these days. Uh, it's at Real EJ Antony. EJ, great work. I look forward to having you back on, brother. We'll put all your pieces up today. Can't spend as much time. I'd like to take the whole show, but I can't. Fantastic. Thank you for having me. If we can me. put up, there's a poll out. Before I, before I turn to our next guest, there's a poll out. Uh, Emerson which is no right-wing poll, from New Hampshire. Uh, Ron DeSantis at 8%. I hate to say I called this. I said, told everybody two or three weeks ago when he went on that interview on NBC and immediately served it up, Trump lost and Joe Biden's the legitimate president of the United States. I said he's going to be a one-digit midget here in a couple of weeks. <clears throat> there, it is in, there it is in New Hampshire. You're seeing it already going to happen in Ohio. Uh, it's going to happen in Iowa. It's going to happen nationally. The DeSantis thing is done. Anybody is still supporting this in the in the Murdochs in this ridiculous phony debate. There is no debate right now. There is no debate. Okay, DeSantis starting to um, get swept out with the tide. He, he'll he'll be down at five or six, seven percent. It'll bottom out there. Okay, another called shot. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to bring in Mark Levin, the great one. Calls my following guest the Nostradamus of lawyers because he's had so many called shots about the lawfare against President Trump. He spent his career defending the Constitution. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, you basically called this in your book, Get Trump. You kind of laid out what was going to happen in Georgia. But yesterday, I just got to ask your opinion. Somebody's defending the Constitution. This was such buffoonery. They put out the indictment even before they brought the last 10 jurors in. Then they panicked. They took it down. It was a court filing. They already, had a court, they already had a case number, a judge assigned. They had to scramble all day. In the dead of night, they had to have a press conference to open the thing because they knew they had to get it done yesterday because they'd already released the decision before the grand jury had even voted. Uh, and then to top it all off, they, they put out the, all the names of the grand jury participants. I mean, this is just full buffoonery. But it shows you these are republic ending types of actions because this is when the rule, this is when we go to a total banana republic. Professor Dershowitz. Well, the fact that they were willing to put the indictment on the website before the grand jurors voted proves something that any of us who have had experience in criminal law know. The grand jury is meaningless. There are 23 or whatever number it is chairs that the prosecution moves around. If the prosecutor wants an indictment, she gets an indictment. So nobody should say, oh, my God, a grand jury, 23 people looked at the evidence and they said there was enough to indict. Ignore it. It's nonsense. The grand jury didn't decide anything. They rubber stamped something that the prosecutor put before them. And the best evidence is the prosecutor was so confident 
she was willing to put it on her website even before the vote took place. You know, it's Alice in Wonderland, uh, 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 verdict first, uh, execution, and then trial. That's what we're having here. And it's such an undercutting of our Constitution. I predicted this all in Get Trump, and I predict there'll be some convictions. I think the strategy is to get bad convictions, but to get them fast in New York, in Florida, in Washington, and in Fulton County. Then they'll be reversed on appeal, but they'll be reversed on appeal after the election. That's why everybody's rushing to get these cases tried. We now know that they want it tried within six months in Georgia. They want a trial in January in Washington, D.C. They want a trial in May in Florida. New York has been willing to put it off, but they're going to get on the bandwagon, too. Everybody who is going after Trump, the whole get Trump approach is to get him before the election, convict him before the election. And he wins on appeal. All right. That's tomorrow's news. How can she... um they're talking about 18 people. She's doing a RICO case right now, I think, with gang members. I think there's a half a dozen. I think they've been six or nine months in jury selection. I mean, to, to physically do what she wants to do, it's all buffoonery, but to physically do what she wants to do wouldn't take years to actually – I mean, how do you control 18 lawyers that have individual clients or have a couple of clients mm-hmm. in this? How do you do it? She wants to do it together. She wants one trial. Um, I've done – hundreds of these kinds of cases over my 60 years. I've never seen a RICO case tried within six months of the indictment. Usually it's a year or two or sometimes even longer. Uh, If this case were on a normal schedule, it wouldn't come to trial until well after the election. The same thing is true of the Washington, D.C. case. This will be a logistical nightmare because lawyers will be arguing with each other. There'll be conflicts of interest. There'll be ongoing attempts by the DA to flip some of the indicted and some of the unindicted co-conspirators. And one of the worst messages of this indictment is, watch out, lawyers, we're after you. You know, they say the first thing that tyrants do is first they get the lawyers, then they stop free speech. And that's tragically what the woke hard left is doing here. They're going after lawyers. They filed a bar charge against me because I questioned whether or not machines in Arizona should be transparent and should disclose the mechanism so that experts can examine them. They're going after any lawyer, not only who represented Trump, but who speaks out on behalf of Trump. And it's terrorizing lawyers. Lawyers have told me they will not represent Donald Trump. They'd like to, but they don't want to be Dershowitz. They don't want to be attacked and condemned and have their careers questioned because they support the Constitution. We are in a constitutional crisis. You know, on my on my podcast, I, I, I award bananas. Uh, before yesterday, we were up to two or three. I now think we're up to at least four on a scale of 10 on Banana Republic. And it's a worry. We're not there, but we're getting closer and closer. And these kinds of indictments against the man who is leading the campaign against the incumbent president, the leading candidate, that's what they do in banana republics. In Ecuador, they shoot him. In the United States, they indict him. What, what, and when you say constitutional crisis, walk me through that. What is the constitutional crisis you believe we're facing right now? Constitution permits voters to decide who the president should be through the Electoral College. They don't allocate that responsibility 
to prosecutors, to jurors, to judges. There are now attempts to try to disqualify, and they'll increase after this indictment, to try to disqualify Trump from running under the 14th Amendment, which says that you can't uh, be hold office if you've been involved in, a, in an insurrection or a rebellion. The 14th Amendment was intended to cover people who fought in the Civil War. It was not intended to cover uh, future elections 150 or 80 years later. And so what we're seeing is attempts to misuse and weaponize the Constitution for partisan purposes. And uh, and I think people are going to uh, reject that. And, and there's going to be a, a crisis. It'll start out in the courts. It'll start out in the legislatures. But, you know, tragically, in these kinds of situations, often they move to the streets. And, you know, th what's worse about this indictment is this indictment accuses all these lawyers of pursuing the right path to challenge an election. The right path is to come up with an alternative slate of electors to try to convince the people in the state that the election was false, uh, to go to court. Uh, th that's the right way. The wrong way is to go out on the streets. But an indictment like this says, hey, if you use the right approach, if you try to get an alternate slate of electors, if you go to court, we're going to indict you. We're going to indict you. We're going to put you in jail. We're going to impose mandatory prison terms under RICO. I don't believe this will be upheld on appeal, but the risk to lawyers and the amount of money they have to pay to defend themselves is going to be enough to discourage taking the right legal path to challenge elections. In 1800, the election was challenged. The Tilden Hayes election was challenged. I was part of the conspiracy of 19, of 2020. I'm, I'm sorry, 2000. I was part of the group that was challenging Bush versus Gore. I still, to this day, hand to God, believe that Florida should have gone to uh, Al Gore and he should have been the president. That's my view. You can disagree, but Nobody has threatened me yet with imprisonment for having taken that view. I was joined by Professor Lawrence Tribe, who is now a leader of the campaign to get Trump. He was part of the campaign to try to undo the election of 2000, which we all thought was improper because of the butterfly ballot, the hanging chairs. You remember all of that. That's part of America. In 1960, the election was challenged. In 2016, Jamie Raskin got up on the floor of Congress and challenged the election, my former student, a congressman. How do you distinguish these cases? Stacey Abrams challenged her election, uh, initially refused to concede. Um, she brought challenges. How do you distinguish this case from American history of challenging elections? That's part of our system under the Constitution. Professor Dershowitz, how did they get to your podcast? How did we get to the book? How did you get to all your writings? Because uh, you're in it now. This thing is going well, to be... Well, the book is hard to it's get. It's going to go because, next level of intensity. Uh, bookstores won't carry Get Trump. They don't like the title. They don't like the concept. Book fairs won't allow me to sell my books there. The only way you can get Get Trump, which has been a bestseller on Amazon, is to go to Amazon or one of the online uh, stations. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to find it. My podcast is Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It's called The Der Show, and it's on uh, YouTube, and it's on Rumble, and I analyze every time I'm on. I analyze the legal issues, and in my book, Get Trump, I went through all of these four indictments, and I made predictions about them, and so far, my predictions have been correct. So, you know, I think the best way to 
fight against the get Trump mentality is to buy my book, Get Trump. That will show that we're people are listening, people are watching, people are looking at you. You can't get away with this kind of unconstitutional attack on our, on our values. Professor Dershowitz, fight on, sir. Thank you. Professor Alan Dershowitz, short break, back in a moment. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. Canadian wildfire smoke has blanketed the United States, reaching as far as our southern states. And with wildfire season in full swing nationwide, toxic smoke is threatening our health. EnviroCleanse is military-grade air purification that's now available for your home. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty in breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That is how you keep your family healthy. And this is why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And only EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air or you get your money back. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use code Steve for 10% off your EnviroCleanse air purification unit. You'll also receive the free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 saving. Now visit ekpure.com. ekpure.com. Code word Steve. ekpure.com. Code word Steve. Take action. Use your agency. 2016 campaign for president, Hillary Rodham Clinton warned Americans about this particular choice as the Republicans' presidential nominee, about what specifically he planned to do to our democracy. Uh, He went on to win that election in 2016, of course, and now here we are with a multiply indicted former President Trump and a democracy that frankly has not looked this fragile in well more than a century. All over the country right now, people are wondering what Hillary Rodham Clinton is thinking, <laughs> watching things unfold in Georgia. She is the former Democratic presidential nominee, U.S. Senator from New York and Secretary of State. I should tell you, she has a new essay out in The Atlantic on the well-being of Americans and our democracy. It's called The Weaponization of okay, Loneliness. Okay, hang on. Madison- hang on. I, I, I've, got to figure out, I've got to figure out how to play that because the weaponization of loneliness, she gives yours truly, your humble servant here, a big shout out. Of 2016 and beyond. So again, you hear that cackle? I miss that cackle. I can't. I could watch Hillary Clinton and Rachel Maddow all night, right? Hate watch. Hey Hillary, how's that presidency coming out for you? How are the drapes? What'd you do with those drapes you had measured for the Oval Office? Every night when I go to bed, I had a tiny part in keeping Merrick Garland off of the Supreme Court and Hillary Clinton away from the White House. Yes. Some would think that's a pretty good life's work, right? Mike Davis, this fiasco, this is, this is, um, yesterday was, I think, emblematic of where this nation is. And you've got a phrase that I think people need to embrace, republic ending. Because the buffoonism we saw yesterday where they put the indictment out, they'd already indicted these people, uh, they already signed a, a, a judge and a, and a case number, before they even brought the 10 in, and then they panicked. They had to get it all done, you know, to, to yesterday because they panicked. They already showed the indictment. 
So uh, Fani Willis uh, didn't even uh, didn't even uh, take uh, to come to the uh, stage for her press conference to I think eleven thirty at night Eastern Daylight Time, and then to top it all off. They put out the names of the grand jurors in some another administrative error. Mike Davis, you've had a chance to go through this. Give me your professional assessment of this indictment, sir. So I've gone back through it and read it again. And I would say what I said before, it is loud, it is long, and it is lawless. It is utter buffoonery by Fulton County D.A. Fannie Willis, another Democrat hack prosecutor in this lawfare campaign to get President Trump that started a year ago with the Mar-a-Lago raid, Alvin Bragg's indictment for the non-crime of a businessman settling a nuisance claim, Jack Smith's indictment for the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records, which is allowed by the Presidential Records Act, Jack Smith's indictment of President Trump for the non-crime of a presidential candidate objecting to a presidential election, which is allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887 and and the First Amendment. Now, Fannie Willis, the Michael Avenatti of this all, uh, brings the biggest buffoonery of them all with this this, uh, indictment of President Trump, 18 of his lawyers and advisors, 41 felonies in Georgia Georgia, for the non-crime of objecting to a presidential election and twisting arms politically. They're alleging a RICO conspiracy down in Georgia. That's the law that we used to take down the mob. Now Democrats are using RICO to take out a rival political party, including the leading presidential candidates. And they're using nonsensical factual a nonsensical factual basis the overt acts that uh, that Fannie Willis is alleging for this uh, RICO conspiracy to subvert democracy apparently uh, is that she's alleging like meetings and tweets and just purely political protected speech core political speech that she's alleging uh, is part of a RICO conspiracy, the overt acts of a RICO conspiracy. It, it's, it, I mean, it's, it is such a joke of a legal theory. But the problem is, is that it's that, that it's so, it, it, it is so damaging to America. It's so damaging to our republic. The Supreme Court will almost certainly, they, I mean, I know they will. They're they're going to overturn this nonsense by Fannie Willis, but it's, it, it may not happen before November 7th, 2024. And that's, that's the problem. You have Jack Smith, who was brought in before, ahead of the public integrity section at the Justice Department. He was brought in before 2016 to take out Virginia Governor Bob McDonnell, a former Virginia governor who was a likely presidential or vice presidential candidate for Republicans. And Obama's uh, you know, Eric Holder and o- Obama sent in Jack Smith as their as their scud missile to take out Bob McDonald. The Supreme Court later overturned his criminal conviction eight to nothing. It would have been nine to nothing, but Justice Scalia passed away. It is very hard to get over a criminal conviction overturned by the Supreme Court. It's nearly impossible for that to happen unanimously. But Jack Smith found the way. He didn't care because the mission was accomplished to take out a Republican presidential candidate. He got banished to The Hague, and he was a, you know, some BS Hague prosecutor, judge, whatever the hell he was in The Hague. 
But Merrick Garland and Joe Biden brought back this buffoon to, to run the same play against Donald Trump, right? They're trying to take him out legally because they fear they can't beat him on November 7th, 2024. And then they have these dumb prosecutors across the country. You have Alvin Bragg, George Soros funded Manhattan DA. You have you have Fannie Willis down in the hellhole of Atlanta. You have Tish James, the New York Attorney General, charging Trump for fraud, civil fraud for the non-fraud of a businessman paying back sophisticated banks in full uh, with interest. And that's somehow fraud. That's the problem is, is they're running this law for, I think the American people are waking up to it, which is a good thing. Hang on for a second, Mike. If you just hang through the break, I want to ask you about the timing of all this. They are waking up to it. I think that this only, as you said, empowers Trump for his second term. Mike Davis, Cleta Michigan, stick with us. Uh, we're going to leave you in this hour with Saginaw, Michigan, and we are going to return after a short commercial break. The second hour will be more lit than the first. Saginaw, Michigan. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Org. Veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. 
Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 